having listened back to some of the podcasts preparing for our uh, our final podcast, I'd forgotten it was me that coined Yoki Papai vibes. So I think that's what's going on my T-shirt. <laughs> so we've got yeah. Yoki Papai vibes on Phil's T-shirt. What, what's mine? Um, what? Middle of the pack. Um, uh, middle of the pack. Simon? Everyone's favourite panellist on mine, I think. <laughs> We can't just lie on our t-shirts, Simon. Dan. On again, off again. Yeah. <laughs> Mini. What's Mini's catchphrase? I don't like these songs. I can't remember anything. Hello. I'm Phil Smith and welcome to the final ever episode of Eurovision in Isolation. Uh, that we think. Yeah, possibly. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We might get commissioned for a second series. Yeah, I know. We could be sponsored by... I don't know who's going to sponsor us. Put the, put the feelers out with the Romanian Yodeling Association. <laughs> and it's one member. Yeah, but, you know, she might really like us. Um, yeah, it's it's a sad day. It's a sad day, I know. But um, we're going to do our best to, to get through it, fight through the tears, uh, and finish on a high, because we have our final eight songs. We are in the midst of deciding who the best of the rest bracket champion is. It's eight songs still left. And we can only decide in one way, and that is to have our four panellists pick their favourite. So it's time to visit our panellists uh, one last time. So, Rome, can you hear us, Rome? Buonasera, Phil, e grazie mille per il bellissimo concorso. Alex, it's lovely to have you. Can we have your votes, please? Grazie mille, Phil. Looking wonderful tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, right, we'll move on then. Um, Dublin, are you there? Good evening, Phil. Dublin calling here. And, uh, and, and how are you doing there? Dan, I think. Uh, not so bad, so... Uh, right, well, uh, we're, we're losing a little bit of connection, so we'll, we'll move on. Berlin. Berlin, are you there? Guten Abend, Phil. Danke for a wonderful evening. <laughs> You're so kind. You're so kind. It, it looks like a lovely, lovely day in front of the Brandenburg Gate there. Why didn't you wake me up? We love you, Estonia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and and finally, Bonn, are you there? So Sorry, so Bonn is in Germany. You are aware of that? Sure. So you, you, can, you can have Zurich or Bern. <laughs> okay, uh, let me try again. Let me try again. Bonn, are you there? Good, good, good evening. Hang on. <laughs> That's bad romance, Simon. <laughs> uh, uh, good evening, Phil. Uh, this is Zurich calling. Uh, we're sorry that we weren't able to join you tonight, 
but we uh, still had a wonderful show uh, that we enjoyed to to look at. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, and here is the result of the Swiss vote. <laughs> yes, we 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 are we are so sorry that Luca Hani couldn't make it. He was so close, so close. Yes, and and as you can see in honor, I'm wearing a mesh vest. Uh, <laughs> it's very attractive. <laughs> so we have all four joining us via satellite from their respective countries today. The budget has gone out the window, especially when Simon asked to fly first class. Sorry, did I, I asked to fly first class to appear via video link. <laughs> well, you had to fly to Bonn. <laughs> so good they named it once. <laughs> I think I confused it with Bern, but I also want to stand by it. I, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I, I thought Bonn was in Switzerland. Maybe they've nice. changed it. Switzerland's a very interesting country. We have two different capital cities. We have a uh, Bern, which is, is the governance capital, and then, and then Zurich, which is the economic capital. So, last week we left you on something of a cliffhanger, because we've got to tell you who won Barbara Dex in bracket four. Can you uh, each remind me who you thought it was that won that? I thought it was the human nipple tassel from Montenegro. I yes. Think. I went for the uh, ageing allergy from Bosnia. Yes, and I also went for Bosnia. I think if I remember correctly, Alex possibly went for Monaco and her and her tracksuit. Again, someone is right. They might have terrible taste at Eurovision, but God, yes. pick Ooh. a bad outfit. <laughs> it was the human nipper tussle of Slavko. He won Barbara Dex in 2017. So... We have the final eight songs here, and uh, we have redrawn for the quarterfinals so that they're not in their in their same groups. So excitingly, we have four brand new matchups to see who is going to win. So first matchup, quarterfinal one, if you will. Quarterfinal one is between Estonia and Turkey. First up, we have Estonia. And to remind you, it's their 2015 effort, Goodbye to Yesterday, by Alina Bourne and Stig Rasta. And they are up against Turkey. Turkey's effort is their 2010 song. This is We Could Be The Same from Manga. Obviously, Estonia knocked out uh, your personal favourite. So, um, what do you make of this matchup? Not a particularly tough one. Uh, I think the Estonia song is a classic of the soppy duet genre. Uh, and as a result, I'll be leaving it well alone. I think it's interesting to compare this to the Turkey entry, though, just because they are so different. And one of them is a completely original. Eurovision sound, you don't hear sort of that rock style well executed at Eurovision very often, whereas you do hear soppy ballads poorly executed fairly frequently. <laughs> 
Sure. Um, anyone in the defence of Estonia here? Dan? Well, I mean, it's given Simon nightmares for three straight weeks. Single tier. It's got a lot going for it. Yeah, that that single tier is um, iconic. I think we can all agree. Spare me this single tier nonsense. It's not a very sincere song about ghosting somebody. She she cries, Simon. I don't really know how that is anything but sincere. Crocodile tears, mate. Do you know what I I find the Estonian effort really great storytelling. I'm quite fond of a song that that takes us on a journey. So can um, I just jump in with a bit of backstory i went and had a look did my research right and this song isn't creepy enough you've got the origin story now stig found elena on youtube she was a, a, a young youtuber mm-hmm. he then messaged her on facebook not youtube on facebook to collaborate on a song with him i mean i just want to know ask the panelists here how many people we think stig has murdered he does look quite creepy doesn't he and we know he didn't wake her up when she would have told him to stop. Yeah, because she was already dead. If this was a film, anyone with half a brain knows it was him who who done it from the first time you see him. He has got a bit of a murderous look about him. I think it's the vacant stare that, that mm. is the sort of giveaway there. There's the, there's the prepubescent facial hair as well. Like yes. as, as, as someone that can't grow facial hair... That you, you sometimes just have to accept that, like, eventually you just accept that you can't and you don't try because you look like a creep if you do. Uh, and that's the situation I'm in and that's the situation Paul Stig is in. It's it, he's got quite a sort of boyish face for someone that is about 35, I think. There's a good 14 years between these two singers. Uh, I think his boyish looks mean that you don't quite notice it in the same way, but still kind of creepy. So I just, not saying this song is in my head, but I did just go to watch the semi-final version on YouTube and she pretends to cry in that one as well. Uh, so the single tear comes both times. Mm, yeah. That That's performance, Simon. That's, that's brilliance. Well, that's the list of things that Simon will have to do for the Christmas DVD, along with what, what have we got? Hula hooping, front flipping and producing what? a single tier. We've been keeping a list, Simon, of all the yeah. things that you've claimed to have been really easy and not enormously impressive yeah. on the course of the podcast. The next that's podcast, the next podcast. doing these things. Roll Roll Simon easy. do these things. <laughs> what, what are we calling that podcast? Like Hobby Hunt or... <laughs> What about Hobby Cunt? (laughs) (laughs) Simon Rickenback presents Hobby Cunt. (laughs) Simon says, and then each episode is called like, Simon says, I can roller skate. I don't don't recall saying I could roller skate. (laughs) Because I definitely can't. I I might have said roller skating wasn't impressive. I think actually that's exactly what I said. Or just Simon tries the Eurovision gimmicks might be just entertaining. He could churn butter. <laughs> I think the hardest one for me would be to execute a key change. How's your yodeling? <laughs> Not great. Well, at least you're Swiss, though. So when you are doing yodeling, it won't be cultural appropriation. Well, there's plenty of time to get onto this. <laughs> right. Well, whilst we work up that idea... Shall we take a vote on Estonia versus Turkey? 
let's let's go to Alex first. I uh, I'm going to vote for Estonia. I'm not an enormous fan of um, rock music at Eurovision, um, despite how well accomplished this particular song is. Um, I, I'm still really taken in by Estonia and Phil, your analysis um, in suggesting that we're taken on a story by Elina and Stig uh, is spot on. So it's Estonia for me. Lovely. Uh, Mini. I think uh, Turkey had the better storytelling. It was about a lady robot who turned out to be a woman. So I'll be working for them. Uh, Dan. Yeah, um, it was a really strong entry from Turkey. Um, sounded a bit like Lincoln Park or LinkedIn Park, as I've written here by, by mistake. Um, <laughs> I'm actually voting for Estonia. Okay. <laughs> Two votes for Estonia, one vote for Turkey. Simon. Yeah, it's Turkey for me. Um, the robot woman's got two of the weapons off of the Robot Wars house robots. She's got the grabber from Sir Kill a Lot and the angle grinder from Death Metal. So that was enough for me. Okay, we have a tie. It's two votes to two. Um, once again, even in the final, I have to break these ties. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a popular vote. Well, certainly it won't be with two of you. Uh, but for me... I prefer Estonia. Turkey was very strong, but just not my personal cup of tea. I'm quite surprised. I thought Turkey would walk this, but here we are. Estonia have got through on deadlock. Turkey did very well in uh, 2010. It came second, losing only to Lena. But it has got knocked out in the quarterfinals here. Goodbye to you today. Right, should we move on to battle number two? Battle number two comes from uh, one of our hero nations once again, one of the ones that made it through. It's Germany, 2009 effort. This is Alex Swings and Oscar Sings with Miss Kiss Kiss Bang. against the French song from the following year. This is Jesse Matador with Ale Ola Ole. This is an upbeat head to head. There is a lot of energy in both of these songs. Uh, Dan. What what do you make of this battle? Yeah, I mean, this is a very strong side of the draw, really. Um, I think the Germany is possibly the best staged entry that we've covered in the podcast. Really? Um, yeah, I think there's a, so much, there's a lot going on. Um, we've got three different musicians. You've got a celebrity performance. Uh, you know, it's a bit gimmicky, but it's something different. Um, and I think the song itself as well kind of wouldn't sound too out of place on a Ricky Martin compilation album, you know. You'd sneak it in there between Living La Vida Loca and She Bangs and you wouldn't have any difference. <laughs> can, can you name a third Ricky Martin hit? No. No. Good. Fine. I, I see what Dan's saying, but I, I think in this case it's just more they've they've thrown a lot of shit on the stage. And, and some it's like, of it's ooh, stuff. 
look at all the shit on the stage. Yeah, and some of it's stuck. I, I'll be um, honest. I just I just missed the bucking sofa. I wish the sofa was was bucking again. That that would have been the best staging ever. So the thing I did notice on this one, on a second watch, is that one of the dancers is a dead ringer for Olivia Coleman. Yeah. But what is very interesting is that their first attempt at rehearsal, their staging is very different. As I said, the sofa bucks. Dieter von Tees is actually off stage and makes an entrance as opposed to just hiding in the background. And the dancers do very different things. It's strange how much it's changed. Yeah, I just... I just found the whole thing a bit odd because she's basically just not in it until they announce her at two minutes 30 and then she does 30 seconds of being in the thing. It's like they, they after the rehearsal, the, the EBU was like, you have to cut Dita Von Tees entirely. And this yeah. is the negotiated settlement that they came to. Mm. Right, sorry, we've, we're, we're supposed to be talking about both these songs and we've just com- focused entirely on um, on Germany. How uh, how was France for you guys, Mini? I, I'm with Dan on Germany. I think um, Germany have a kind of Vegas level production, maybe one of the smaller venues in Vegas. Whereas <laughs> France don't really have anything apart from this dance and an idiotic refrain and a sound reminiscent of the Venger Boys, who were big ten years prior. So I do like both of these songs, but it's it's no contest really there's just not enough in the french one apart from a lot of energy okay i'm disappointed you feel that way but um okay alex um i think this this is the beauty of the the bracket i suppose you know in in theory we have eight great songs today and and eight <laughs> quite different songs this is a tough matchup because they are completely different things. You know, Germany, not as keen as perhaps some of the others, but I do love the kind of roaring 20s meets modern day kind of mashup that they've gone for. Similarly with France, you know, you can't fault their enthusiasm. It is a really infectious song. It might be a bit too fun. If that's a bit a thing, fun. It, it's it's too fun to be taken as a serious Eurovision contender, I think, because it's sort of as Minnie says, it has this kind of really bouncy, fun dance move with a really infectious lyric repeated over and over and over to the point where it's almost like a kid's song, and that that perhaps uh, comes to its detriment. So this is a tough one. I don't I don't know which one I prefer. I'll decide in a moment because I haven't ranked them in in advance, <laughs> like some panelists. Shall we vote, Dan, Germany or France for you? So everything kind of tells me that I should be going to vote for Germany because ah, uh, you know, the staging's good. I like the song, is but I can't actually get over like uh, the French entry is just just a lot of fun. It's really feel good and it makes me want to hit hit repeat and listen to it again. So my vote goes to France. Okay, I think that's fair. Uh, miniature. I love Olivia Coleman, so I'm going for Germany. And now I'm imagining if instead of Dieter von Tees, what if they'd introduced Olivia Coleman? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it was Olivia Coleman all along. Uh, Simon. 
Yeah, so difficult. I really struggled when I ranked these in advance, but fortunately I did, so I don't have to agonise now. Uh, and I've gone with Germany, but it is tinged with regret. This is two great songs that I'd love to see go further in the tournament. Well, we're at the quarterfinal stage. I think we're at the stage where we can we can lose decent songs here. We can lose decent songs. Um, Alex, casting vote. Yeah, uh, much in the same way that uh, Estonia's single tier swung it in favour of Estonia. I think the fact that they've ditched the bucking Bronco, presumably because uh, Dieter von Tees wouldn't sign the paperwork, is enough for me to cast my vote in favour of France. Another deadlocked situation. I, I like both these songs. I have both these songs uh, in my music collection, but actually it's a, it's a pretty easy choice for me. I know which one. Uh, I prefer, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is France. So France, against the odds of the conversation there, going through to the semi-finals. Um, Germany, Germany wasn't all that popular with the public, I have to be honest. That came in 20th place in 2009, which I do think was a little harsh. 2009 wasn't a stellar year of Eurovision. Um, this is horrible pro football bias going on in this podcast. How? In favour of France and its World Cup song. <laughs> I think what's what's really <laughs> happening is that Minnie and Simon v- tend to vote along similar lines. They have a sort of you know we're we're voting for good music block. Oh, so you're saying that someone <laughs> someone is similar to me? No, no, no. Uh, well, yes, I suppose. It took until the last suggesting that you've got a block, but then Dan, Dan, and I sort of, so you know, we vote for sort of what's a bit more fun or what what me, we might consider as the more befitting winner of Eurovision, and it just so happens that Phil tends to share our view, and I've noticed now <laughs> that we keep sending songs to deadlock, and it's Phil, Phil, and it's always me and Dan on one side, and Phil always seems to side with Dan and I. It, it, so it's my fault for agreeing with Simon. Yeah, if you just came over to our block. You know the sort of the 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 group party of fun over here, rather than the group party of judging songs objectively in advance with Simon Rickenback. <laughs> okay, quarterfinal number three is Italy versus Belgium. As we know, Italy are represented by Raphael Gualazzi, and this is their 2011 effort, Madness of Love. Belgium is represented by their 2016 effort. This is Laura Tessero with What's the Pressure? What's the pressure? Jazz versus pop. Where do we land? Uh, Minnie, you have a jazz blog. I do, but in this case, it's Laura Tessero all the way for me. I think I can't resist the similarities to All Good in the Hood by Jamiroquai, which Alex picked up on. Don't 
The bell jump was the first song we covered in this in the in the tournament, and it was. honestly, I think it set the bar a bit too high. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be why maybe going through some of the songs we were a bit disappointed in the quality. Because uh, mm. we, we honestly, it was a really good way to to, to start it all off. Um, you know, a decent song, and it's catapulted really to another level by the the performance of Laura Tessero and her backing crew. Yeah, can't can't disagree. Um, anyone else have anything more to say, Alex? We haven't come to you. Um, it's this is a this is a tough matchup. You know, when you when you when the World Cup is drawn or any bracket is drawn, you, you fancy yourself to get out of the group. Uh, and then you know you look at the, who you've got in the knockouts, and oh, it's Belgium. As Dan said, we came in really hot. First song we listened to, first round. Um, I think the Belgian song is really good. In defence of Italy, I sense this is going only one way. Uh, in defence of Italy, I think in in the in the uh, the group stage, I think some of you are a bit harsh in saying that he was like a drunken football fan at the piano bar or at karaoke. I, I, I think it's actually a bit cooler than that. I don't think you give it give it credit. Um, okay, maybe the maybe the tuxedo and the dark suits and the undone bow ties is, is is not not quite the usual thing that we we see on the Eurovision stage. But I I still think it's quite a cool, classy number. Um, not something we hear too often, which is why I chose it. But you know, vote with your conscience, guys. No no pressure. But I hope it's Italy. Okay, let let's get to the vote then. Let's get to the vote. Simon, shall we start with you? Alex was talking about the football tournament, and you know sometimes you, you maybe get a tough draw. I think this is the opposite. Sometimes you get a song that comes up, and you're like, "How the hell has this made it? Like, how the hell has this team made it to the quarterfinals?" And that is what I think about this Italy song. I should like it because I, I like that kind of style of music and and the way it's kind of put together. But I just don't get on with it i find it screechy um the only thing it's got going for it is the main guy looks a little bit like dan um but i don't hesitate in in voting against italy in this one so belgium hopefully you'll see you in the next round okay um dan what about you yep uh, to follow on the theme italy can say they've had a good tournament they've got out their group won a few games showing up their doubters but ultimately, the competition is tough at this level, and I'm afraid I'll be sending them home with a vote for Belgium. Might not be sending them home. We don't ha- know how Minnie and Alex are voting. Uh, Alex? Needless to say, I'll be voting for the home nation. One vote for Italy. Minnie? I do give Italy points for the piano solo, but that gives it one point. <laughs> so Belgium win. Landslide. Three votes to one. Belgium goes through. Glad that we didn't have a deadlock there. Well, I'm not. I would have voted for Belgium. It was quite quite obvious, really. Um, Italy did do very well in 2010. However, that song came in second place on their comeback to Eurovision. Um, the second second place song we've eliminated at the quarterfinal stage here. So. Um, Congratulations to them, but it goes no further. Um, Okay, battle number four. Let's keep this apace for Simon's benefit. Our final two songs in the quarterfinals, we have Moldova 
and their 2007 effort. This is Natalia Babu with Fight. neighbours Romania and if you remember from last week this is Romania's 2017 effort this is Elinka featuring Alex Florea with Yodelit Balkan nations like to party like nobody. Alex, let's come to you. Another tough matchup, but they're all tough at this stage, uh, I suspect. Um, I I really like the Moldovan song. It's interesting, obviously, they've called it Fight because I think it has got this real pump-up, fiery intensity. You could almost imagine that it would be on a pre, pre-match playlist uh, of a professional sportsman. It is that kind of you know, adrenaline inducing. Um, again, a quality that possibly doesn't always come up at Eurovision. Um, and similarly, I think I think the Yodel song is actually genius. It's a tough matchup. <laughs> uh, I can feel Simon internally bursting, so I'm going to go to Minnie. Minnie, what did you think? Yes, two hybrid songs. You've got the gothy rock with the violin versus the pop meets yodeling. I wouldn't listen to either, but I wouldn't listen to Romanian more. <laughs> I think it's horrific. I think it's the beginning is nightmarish with those marching toys behind him. And then the performance itself, I think she looks embarrassed throughout and looks awkward the way she stands there jigging on the spot while he's doing his bit. I still am backing my theory that these guys have hooked up and she's broken it off. There's that awkward tension between the two of them, not just with the piratey face kiss. If she's broken it off, why does he then go for the kiss? Maybe she didn't break it off clearly enough with him. So, having listened to this several times, I've got my own theory. Oh, so Alex on, Floria is actually really annoyed at her and her incessant yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps ordering her to just just shout it, just shout it. <laughs> she insists on continuously yodeling, and then he's not kissing her. He's he's trying to bite her face off, and, and then remembers he's on camera and pulls away. Close one. He's taken bath salts. I mean, the other the other thing that we haven't really considered is the fact that they are Romanian. He could be a vampire. Is that racist? The video is set in the heart of Transylvania when I watched it. Yes, I think I think the video is part sponsored by the Transylvanian Tourist Board, isn't it? If I remember right. So they've added Transylvania into this mixture of already completely <laughs> congruous shit. Oh, do you? Incongruous shit. But yeah, I mean, I, when you think about it, it does have quite a vampiric look. In that he's wearing all black. Yeah, and, and he has black hair and you he? could imagine him with fangs. If she was wearing white, that would lend credence to your theory. True, like evil eternal vampire versus sort of young version yodeler. <laughs> and actually her yodels are scream for help across the mountains. Like I said, it's genius. 
Moldova fight. We haven't really covered it all that much, um, this episode at least. Um, last last time around, people liked the staging and the use of flags. Uh, do we think that compares well to the cannons? Yeah, I think so. I think it's more interesting the the sort of almost industrial elements of the the staging sit well with the the sort of fight message. I quite like it. I quite like the way she stares at the camera as well. I think Alex was saying before when you get PR training, you're told you know if you're on TV, don't look directly in the camera because you look a bit crazed. And she's kind of embraced that to stare down the lens and really, you know. Uh, she does look like she'll fight to the death for whatever it is she's fighting about. But you don't know quite what she's fighting about from the content of the song. Not quite, but I'm sure it'll, you know, I'm sure she'd tell you if you asked her. <laughs> right, so Moldova versus their neighbours Romania. Uh, I wonder where this one is going. It's going to be close. Simon? For me, it's not close. It's Moldova all the way. Uh, I love this this up-tempo fight song that really gets you, gets you... Warms energized. the cockles. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Simon's desperately trying to justify that he likes the Moldovan song as opposed to just purely detests the, the Romanian effort. Um, but there we go. Uh, Mini, you're not a fan of Romania either, are you? No, and I thought Moldova was a really strong vocal performance so i'll be voting for them okay alex yodler is genius yodler dan do you know i i did enjoy moldova and i enjoyed its sort of rock style without needing to bring the whole band along to pretend to play but um yeah i, I definitely much prefer the romanian song so i'm going to take this to deadlock Third deadlock in the quarterfinals. We go through to penalties. I don't think I'm going to surprise anyone with how I vote here. <laughs> yes. It's it's Romania. It is. I'm sorry. It, we've just secured what Minnie and, Minnie and Simon's votes are in the in the semi-finals. But, man, that, that yodeling girl can yodel, can't she? I'm almost happier that Romania got through than Italy. <laughs> Just because I can feel Simon seething. And he's probably texting Minnie privately right now. Why yeah. do we agree to do this podcast for these fucking morons? I, I they don't understand music the way we do. I won't read it out loud because there's a lot of anti-Romanian stuff in there. But <laughs> <laughs> Moldova came in 10th place in 2007. So strong performance for Moldova, if not... Um, a knockout one. Um, I feel like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in now on how these final four songs have done. Um, they all did relatively mid table. We've got two songs that finished seventh, one that finished tenth, and one that finished twelfth. Still to go. So we've we've not picked winners here. Well, well I, I didn't did. pick any winners at all. But I, you know, I picked the second place song. Yeah. Um, you're all you're all just idiots. And it got knocked out, Alex. So <laughs> no, 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 no. It made the final, which um, is not the case final. for. Uh, well, it made the final, the final broadcast. Yeah. Uh, which which cannot be said the same um, about about Switzerland, who were of course famously knocked out in the first round. They were. Uh, yeah. 
I'm enjoying that you're you're coming down to join me in the filth, complaining <laughs> about how your song's done. And yeah, join me. There's plenty of room down here for all of us. No, uh, we've we're we're supporting Romania now. <laughs> if that wins, I'm changing it in the edit. By the way, <laughs> and the winner is Luca Hani with "She Got Me." Um, I, I've had quite a say there. I, I I gave the casting vote for three of the four quarterfinals. I feel the pressure is increasingly landing on me in this. Um, before we move on to the semi-finals, I just I just had a quick question to you because obviously I've introduced you to a an awful lot of Eurovision songs over the past few months. Uh, so I'm I'm interested in which your uh, which your favourite Eurovision song that you've discovered through this process has been. Simon says that he's he's convinced that Eurovision is now shitter than when he started, but I want you to cast your mind back to the the good points, the high points, the things that you loved. Um, Minnie, do you have a favourite Eurovision song that you've discovered? Because I have uh, long term memory loss, it seems. Love Wave from uh, Quarter Two, I really yeah. liked. Sad to see the back of Evita. Uh, well, glad to see the back. Anyway, um, <laughs> and replay by Tampta from Cyprus. I thought was that was a good song. Yeah, Simon. So it's it's difficult. This there's a few that I'd mention. Um, Lavenda from Spain, 2019 is one that I'll always sing in a quiet voice under my under my breath. Lavenda Um <laughs> I also really liked Cesar's Romania opera effort in a way I didn't appreciate it when Eurovision first came around. Mm-hmm. But for me, the, the standout song is, and this is, you all think this is terrible, is France's 2008 entry, uh, Divine by Sebastian Trella. I just love that. I like the studio version. I don't like so much the live version, but I, I think it's really, really cool and really chic and really fun. Uh, and I still listen to it now, which considering it's it featured on the first episode and it's still in my Spotify circulation is, is kind of mad, really. Dan, what about you? I, I swear down, Dan, I, I love you. But if you pick on again, off again here, then... <laughs> it was crazy. As I've insisted on every, every time it's come up, I don't actually like that song. I just it was just the best on the night. Um, Fucking I, wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Simon, good shout there with Lavender. Uh, um, Il Volo, I think, is probably my favourite one. Strong shout for Je Cherche as well, the French entry. Two, two good choices. Two of Alex's choices, really. They're, they're, they're two of Alex's all-time favourites, I think. You're a legend, Dan. Along with the Occupy. <laughs> uh, this, this voting block is getting ridiculous. Yes, power to the three of us. I think 
you know me by now love a love a song that embraces its uh country's culture and heritage and to that end i think really like uh some of the scandinavian entries over the over the course of the podcast roger ponter mm-hmm. love that not cultural cultural appropriation um i love john henrik when we when we when we went off piste uh with uh anina at uh, the 2017 uh, melody festival in. um and also spirit in the sky kano I love that. I think that's an absolute anthem. Mm-hmm. Listen to that quite regularly now. I think as a as a trio, uh, or rather, you know, maybe as a as a, a musical duet accompanied by, um, you know, some s- s- traditional Sami kind of singing, chanting. Yolking. I think I think it's yolking. Yolking. Uh, I think it's brilliant. So yeah, I've I've really enjoyed you've you've made efforts to having identified Yoki Papai vibes quite early on in the podcast. I think it credits you, Phil. You have clearly made efforts to sort of try and push push other songs that might have Yoki Papai vibes in and and the Scandinavian countries uh, yes, certainly uh, deliver yeah obviously I I knew uh, most of the songs coming in but I've in my searches for for things I I have found a few gems that I wasn't aware of before shout out has to go to um Sylvia Knight and congratulations from 2005 hadn't come across that song until researching the podcast um and the other song which never even made a podcast but the um the song that lost out to euphoria at melody festival and uh was danny salcedo's amazing dancing along to that one in the shower in the mornings uh, don't dance in the shower kids that's quite dangerous <laughs> right semi-final time estonia versus france where do we think we're going on this one can the block just have a quick huddle here because if we play our cards right we could get an estonia romania final and i think simon might storm off again Sorry, did I did I say that on the podcast? I meant to put that into our private voting block WhatsApp group. The unculture group. <laughs> um, Simon? Um, Estonia will be shocked to get this far. I think even they wouldn't have rated their chances this well. Whereas this, this France song, as you say, Pedigree, one of the most streamed Eurovision songs of all time. I did wonder if if Jesse Matador had any. Did he have any success after this? Any? Did he become a, a popular artist? He did appear in the uh, Eurovision A Story of Fire saga movie. So you you got to think no based on that. <laughs> Who haven't I come to, Alex? Thank you, Alex. <laughs> so get that horse out the studio. <laughs> nice. It's, it's a tough. It's a tough, it's a tough bracket. This, some of you say it's dreary, but I think you know Estonia has got an undeniable kind of intense film noir, filmed in colour, uh, kind of feel to it. And like I said, uh, you know, France is just a little bit too fun. France is just a little bit too fun. Is that what you're going with? 
the the people will know. Okay. Uh, let's go to the vote then. Uh, Mini, let's start with you. Yeah, we really are drawn along our battle lines at this point. I'm going to go for France. Okay, one vote for France. Simon? Yes, yeah, France. Alex? Estonia. Estonia. What's he done there? He's had a shocker. Uh, Dan? The block is falling apart. I'm voting for France. <laughs> now it's Alex's time to rage quit. Um, Join us, Dan. What have you done, Dan? What have you done? Phil would have voted Estonia. Uh, no, for the, he would for, for the banter. <laughs> Phil, Phil absolutely would have voted for France here. France make it through to the final. It's very exciting. Estonia came in seventh place in 2015. So very good performance. Right, semi-final number two. This is Belgium versus Romania. Simon. Yeah, um, Romania is still one of the worst things that's ever happened in Europe. Uh, and Belgium is, is pretty good. So you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say how I'm going to vote, but that might impact on it. <laughs> um, Alex. Uh, yeah, I really like Laura Tesserae. It's you know so bouncy, you know, fantastic fun, brilliant choreography. I think we we touched on that in the first episode. Um, you know, we've spoken a little bit about her energy, but actually the the energy of the whole thing is brilliant. Um, but then again, Romania is genius, and Simon hates it. So. <laughs> it's a real balancing act. It really is. Um, right. Okay. We'll get to a vote then. Come on, Simon, let's get your vote out of the way. Belgium. Belgium. Lovely. Um, Mini. Yep. What's the pressure? Gets my vote. She just looks like she's having so much fun. Okay. Voting block part one is done. Let's. I love how over time we have descended into voting blocks just like actual Eurovision. It's almost impressive. Um, <laughs> Simon and Mini will give them this their 12 points. That's how it works, you see here. Well, it's born and burn, you know, Germany and Switzerland. <laughs> um, Alex, where's your vote going? Dan, how are you voting? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to vote for, for Estonia in the last one. That's why I voted Estonia. Um, I'll vote for Laura Tesserae. Dan, although Dan, were you going to vote for were you going to vote for Romania? Because <laughs> if so, it might be funny. <laughs> no, no, no. No voting block can stop the power of Laura Tessero now. It's a clean sweep for Miss Tessero. Uh, four votes to nil. Romania and Yodelit to get knocked out in the semi-final stage. I think it's a, it was a gallant performance by Romania. I too would have voted for Belgium at this stage. Um, interestingly, Romania was the other seventh-placed song in 2017. So that means these two songs finished 10th and 12th at Eurovision, France and Belgium. Um, before before we vote on these final two songs, I don't think we can possibly have anything more to say because they've both made it through five stiff rounds of competition. Um, I just want some sort of final thoughts on the on the podcast, on the experience you've had here. 
Um, I think it's been joyous. I think it's been lovely. So I'm just interested in everyone else's thoughts. Um, Alex. Yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. As Minnie said in promoting our last episode, definitely the best podcast about Eurovision filmed over Microsoft Teams ever created. Simon, um, I was actually going to mention this earlier. Uh, this could be a good moment. Can you easily dig up the listenership? Are they dead? <laughs> <laughs> I've always I, th I think this has given me a newfound appreciation for Eurovision you know and ultimately this is a this is a competition that brings as good as 50 different pieces of music from across Europe into one you know fulcrum of energy and enthusiasm uh, each year and unrivaled in terms of the different styles and genres that you get um and yeah you know when when we're permitted uh, it'd be fantastic to have a have a eurovision party with you all and our uh, two remaining listeners mum yeah amy hello um yeah just sort of celebrate the brilliance of eurovision and phil you know fantastic fantastic uh hosting throughout you've you've, oh. you've carried us frankly oh. We, I mean, yes, I, th I think obviously in 2021, we we shall, if rules allow, congregate for a um, Eurovision in isolation live um, live viewing of the of the grand final of Eurovision 2021. That'd be exciting. It'd be a very interesting year because so many songs are being, or so many artists have been pre-selected without a without a song. So it'll be interesting to see what the quality will be like. So just to say on the stats, if you want some. Yeah, so always. In terms of countries, um, it's the UK predominantly, understandably, but Ukraine, a strong second, uh, and then the United States. Um, Thank you, United States. Uh, also, a, a hugely strong showing from Budapest. Our fourth largest city for listeners is Budapest. Wow. Oh, that's Jokip Pai and his crew. Yeah. And uh, if anyone has enjoyed the podcast, but maybe hasn't enjoyed the Eurovision aspect of it, please do join us for our next podcast venture, uh, Simon Says. Suggest things that you'd like Simon to attempt. Yes. Um, or, frankly, if you don't want to listen to that podcast, please suggest other things. Um, I think heading into a second national lockdown, we might have exhausted decent things to cover at Eurovision. Trust me, I've looked for more content. I don't think there is any. Uh, but if there's anything else you'd like us to review or to cover, uh, movies, TV shows, songs that we're not otherwise aware of, um, anything else, clothing reviews, biscuits, yeah. testing the testing the structural rigidity of biscuits. Yeah, the robustness of biscuits, as we discussed. But yeah, please please write in. Um, we will be keeping our socials active and. Uh, we never know, depending on what sort of scenario the, the world is in come January. We may even be back with Eurovision in Isolation 2021, a preview. So keep your ears peeled for that. But, boys, it's time. I'm not going to ask for your thoughts. We have France versus Belgium in the final of the best of the rest bracket. Um, Rematch. Of the 2018 World Cup, but this is the bigger one. This is the big one, I think. This is the one they want. Forget yeah. the Jules Rimet. 
Yeah, they really want that crystal microphone that Eurovision hands out, and we don't. Well, we'll be doing a tweet, so you know they want that tweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I should say at this point that France has won actual Eurovision five times, uh, Belgium just the once. So this would be a second, second victory for Belgium should they pull through here. I feel like it's a, even a pressure picking who I want to vote first here, but um, I'm going to go to our esteemed editor, Mini Meyer. It's a pretty good final, all things considered. It was touch and go there. We were a bit worried about having to choose between some absolute toilet, as Alex said, <laughs> back in episode one. But there's also no question in my mind that Laura Tessero gets the vote okay one vote there simon are either of these songs top of your ranking for today they are um and for me i'll be picking the song that really embodies what eurovision should all always be about which is um a really good time a really enjoyable time but not losing that musical originality and quality and for that reason i will be picking ale ola ole by jesse maltador and france i'm really surprised by that yeah uh, i i i'm not disagreeing i'm just surprised i can't uh, stop smiling when i listen to this song i just think it's i'm even more blown away by that you smiling <laughs> wow one one we do not have a clean sweep in the final this is getting tense if this goes to a deadlock i honestly don't know which way i'm voting um dan let's come to you yeah i can't disagree with simon there with the france song it does certainly make you smile and it's very very upbeat uh, as is the belgian song as well but very upbeat um the difference between the two and it is narrow is simply that one is far better performed than the other. It's better choreographed. It's better, better everything, really. Um, <laughs> but it's narrow. Um, so my vote goes to Belgium. Okay. Alex, your song, your your hero nation is out. You you need to cast a vote one way or the other here. <laughs> uh, well, again, you know, you, they're all winners if you make the, the final eight. Um, it, <laughs> Interesting, after having listened to 48 songs in the bracket, we've actually kind of narrowed it down to two quite similar songs that mm. fall in the kind of energetic, really, really engaging, bubbly songs. Both follow a similar kind of blueprint um, with this, you know, sing-along lyrics uh, and some dance moves, you know, you can attempt to follow. Um, tempted to vote for France just to take it through to deadlock and let let our glorious leader decide and that's what I'm going to do my vote goes to France no the voting blocks completely destroyed there as Alex and I side together for the first (laughs) time in the history of the podcast (laughs) a a historic accord has been signed we're protecting Belgian neutrality (laughs) I I can't believe that we've got through to the final it's come down to penalties um these are two great songs. I love them both dearly. But for me, in this in this head-to-head, this face-off, uh, I think the fair winner, and therefore the winner of the Eurovision in isolation, best of the rest bracket, is 
Belgium. Yes. I predicted Ale Olale to win this whole thing. Um, I think I thought it was going to go up against the Netherlands in the in the final. Well, <laughs> we, we, we knocked that out first round. Yeah, yeah, that got knocked out at the first possible opportunity. Um, that was uh, crack no more, feeling all alone and insecure. I, th- I thought you'd dig the sort of country uh, harmonies, but you didn't, so that's fine. Quiz game, naming famous Belgians. Now we can. Laura Tessero. And I think we should be pleased with that. Should we? Should we send her a cake? We will. We will tweet her. We will. And um, to be a completionist for you all, um, France and Leola Ale finished twelfth in twenty ten. Belgium finished tenth in twenty sixteen. I think we can agree that both of those should have done better than that. But yeah, um, thrilled for Laura Tessero. We shall. Um, we shall tweet her and let her know, and maybe the podcast will go big in Belgium. Let me just check how many um, Belgian listeners we've got. All-time Belgian listeners. Eight. Yep. Well, that's about to be exponential. Yeah. Those eight are going to be thrilled, aren't they? We, we have to say that surely Laura Tessero would be better at taking a penalty than Diana Ross. <laughs> Is that, is that, is that the next podcast? Uh, we do a bracket of celebrities who would be best at taking a penalty. Yeah, we put two against each other and one's in goal. And then um, um, yes, and we eventually try and invite the celebrities that have made made the top eight to a penalty shootout. We have <laughs> Ryland versus Paul Ross, who can take a better penalty. Probably Ryland. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't ask me why Ryland and Paul Ross were the first two celebrities that came to mind. But um, I'm not even sure Paul Ross counts as a celebrity these days. You used to be able to buy a Paul Ross jigsaw puzzle on Amazon. I don't think it was hugely popular. One hour in, we're in song, the third, the third bracket of the night. For for those listening at home, one of the bits that you never hear of the of the recordings is the bit that Simon complains how long it takes constantly. Just hurrying so, like, it along. We've also established today that Simon's the only panellist who doesn't drink during the recordings. So <laughs> make of that what you will, listener. Slash host as well. I mean, yes, sir. Re- the, the reason that we forgot to do Barbara Dex last time was the fact that I was pretty drunk by the end. We weren't going to get through the final episode without me scatting. Were we? You should say that again, Minnie, if you want to keep it recording, because I interrupted you. No, no, I don't, I don't want to keep any of this. <laughs> Vampire scum. Fucking hell. Fuck me, guys. Fuckers. Get home, man. I don't know what's going on.